You are listening to This is Oklahoma, hosted by Mike Hearn, telling stories of Oklahomans and those that have made it their home. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma. Your host here, Mike Hearn, back with another episode. Uh, got a friend on the pod today. Really excited, Pastor Timmy Riggs. Hey, man. Thanks for being on, mate. It's uh, it's been a while. Yeah, I'm really excited. I mean, we've both been doing a lot of stuff, and uh, we just talked a lot about it. And yeah, we, we should have just recorded that. So probably should have just recorded that. You're right. Yeah. Um, no, but you know, today's going to be a lot of fun. I'm uh, going to dive into what it's like to be a college pastor and kind of like your journey to, you know, where you've got to now. And I know you. I you know I think you're really good at it. Your stage presence is really good, and you know this summer you've kind of grown on that and jumped on stage at BFC a bunch of times, and and you seem very familiar and very comfortable up there. You know you don't seem like you're out of your comfort zone. You know you're just up there, you're all natural, and it just it's really good to see kind of knowing you through college and just kind of see into where you are now. It's really cool to see your progression and just kind of like your passion for it. Um, but yeah, like where I mean. Where do you you not you didn't grow up in Oklahoma, right? No, I didn't. I grew up in Florida, uh, and my dad was a pastor, and so I grew up in Florida. I spent a little bit of time living in Ohio when I was a kid, so I'm a big Ohio State fan and uh, and Cleveland Browns fan. And everyone now is accusing me of being a bandwagoner, you know. Yeah. But uh, I was like, I'm gonna pull up pictures of me from when I was like six, and my room's covered in brown stuff. Anyway, I grew up in Florida. My dad was a pastor, and. Um, I, I didn't really feel like there was weird times where I was like, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to be a pastor and be like my dad. You know, like when a kid sees his dad as a fireman and he's like, I'm going to be a fireman or whatever. So I was like, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. But then kind of as the years went on, I was kind of like, man, I don't know. You know, like I really like business and um, I want to make a lot of money. And that was kind of like some thoughts that I was having. And uh, then... I I don't know why, but I ended up coming out to SNU. I mean, I played football, but like really, I just practiced yeah. like there. I I was just way too small. Um, in Florida, you can kind of get away with it, like if you're fast, and that's kind of what I had on my side. But then I got here, and everyone's big and fast, and uh, so they can hurt you. And so yeah. Um, I did. I got hurt and kind of just did everything in my power to be mediocre. Like, you know, like some people like set out to be like, I'm going to be amazing. And I was like, I'm going to be amazing at being not amazing. Like that was like truly my goal. I was like, how can I like be on the team? How can I keep going to school, but like barely do it, you know, so that way I can have fun. And that's what I did. My first semester of college, I love telling the story. I preached about it this, uh, this summer. I got a 0.6 on my GPA. So, like, you truly have to, like, try to do that bad, you right. know? Like, you have to make sure that you just don't wake up ever to go to class. And I didn't. Uh, and, like, I would tell people that, you know, Netflix had just switched over. Like, they were still kind of sending DVDs, you know? And um, I, w- I truly watched so much Netflix that they were, like, sending me emails saying, like, hey, 
we see that you're running out of content. What are some movies that you like? Truly, because I was like going through everything that they had. Uh, so I get to SNU and, and I'm in the ministry program. And I think that was part of it was that I was just like, yeah, I don't know what to do. I guess I'll just do ministry. Like I know it. Like I, I grew up as a kid, so I'm familiar with it. Like I know the Bible. Sure enough, like I didn't know anything. Like I thought I did. And um, so my GPA, GPA was terrible. And everybody else was like, you know, it kind of, and, and it's unfair. It's a little bit of like a judgment, you know, that I think I made. But I think I did so bad in the theology program and even at school for a lot of the same reasons that maybe other people get turned away from church, you know. Like I felt like I would come to class and people would be like, man, I, I woke up early and I went on a prayer walk and then I had breakfast with Jesus and then I got here and and kind of had a private tutor lesson with the professor. And I'm like, man, I just got here 20 minutes late. Like, and that's because I just woke up. Like, I did not have breakfast with Jesus. I don't even know what that means. Like, yeah. I've never had breakfast with you. You know, so like, I was kind of like, man, what like, is this really for me? And um, so throughout college, I ended up going through like five different majors. And each semester got a little bit better, but not like way better. Like yeah. my GPA was still awful. I was constantly fighting that. Um, and so obviously losing scholarships along the way, but for some reason still being at SNU, which I, you know, I believe is, is the grace of God because things have really, I mean, I think turned out awesome, you know. Um, but as I went through each semester, I really had a different uh major like every time like I yeah. went through the business program the psychology department um, which cool things happen like I had to do things like you know like every department has cool things they have you do so like in the psychology program like you had to go and like shadow policemen and stuff so like I got to do that and like uh, make friends with like Oklahoma City cops and like do ride-alongs in the middle of the night you know and um, then each different department you just got to do different kind of stuff like that in the business department you get to like go to these business meetings and stuff right. and so that was kind of cool. And I mean, honestly, kind of how I've always lived my life. So it's like, you know, just always just show up. And um, I think it was my junior year. This is a lot of it. Like we're really getting into it. But my junior year, I was with my girlfriend, who's now my wife. But I was kind of like, man, I don't know. At this point, I'm planning on being a teacher. So I'm in the teaching program. And uh, <laughs> seriously, it was my fifth major that I had switched to. And I was like uh, observing in classrooms. And I, again, like I just like would go and my teachers would be like so you really want to teach like that I was observing and I was like yeah and I just Can't sit wait. there and, yeah and so Emma and I are in a car one night and uh, I just told her man I feel I feel numb like I don't know what I'm supposed to do I feel kind of like I'm staring into a fog you know which on one hand I think that's a great place to be uh, and I think you have to talk about it especially mm -hmm. with other people that are close to help pull you out and she goes well, what do you see yourself doing one day? And I couldn't say it. Like, I really couldn't say it. And so I just said, well, maybe I can see myself speaking, you know? Yeah. Like, um, But ultimately, it was it was to be a pastor. And, and there's so much more to being a pastor than speaking. But uh, if you're a, a preaching pastor, that's kind of a big part of it. And so uh, the issue was, and the reason why I also felt scared to do it, and you talk about, well, you know, this summer, like, I got to preach you know, you can call it the main stage or whatever. Yeah. And I get to preach each week to our college students. Um, and now I'm kind of getting to speak in other places. And that's really cool. 
and you talk about like, oh, it's kind of where you, you feel at home and you're natural and you're yourself. And I'm like, yeah, I think I'm getting there now. But that was a journey too. Like, yeah. so one of the things that made me so nervous about saying, yeah, this is what I'm going to do the rest of my life is that also when I was so bad at school, like I also was really nervous to speak. And so in my speech class that had 12 people, I had to give a 30 second speech and I literally froze and said out loud how nervous I was. And so I was like, okay, I want to be, you know, a great communicator and I can't talk to 12 people who are all on their phones. So yeah. how am I going to do that? So I was kind of in this place where I was like, man, like I'm better face fears or really figure out what I'm supposed to do. And I think ultimately it just comes down to like, I want to like help people. And it sounds so like, Oh, I just, it's about the people, but it is like, yeah. And I mean, that's the point. Like, I don't want to just talk and it not mean anything. Every time I speak, I want someone to get inspired and for it to, to bring some type of change or get them thinking about, Oh, I can live a new way. Ultimately as a pastor, uh, especially in this culture. And I know that everyone who's listening is maybe not a Christian and that's awesome. Like, I love that you're listening and you're part of this community. Um, but for me, I want to help people see who Jesus really is. I think a lot of people have left the church or left Christianity or lost their faith for reasons that actually aren't connected to Jesus. And so I think, no, 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 our whole faith is about Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so seeing who he is, what he did, um, his resurrection. And, and I think that so many times what people actually end up leaving for is maybe a frustration with somebody, uh, in the church and, and that hurts and we have to talk about it and work through it. Uh, but that's not Jesus, you know, um, or maybe some kind of verse that they get hung up on from the Old Testament that they feel like contradicts the New Testament. Well, it probably does, you know, like, and, and so what does Jesus do? Well, he brought in and ushered in the new covenant. So anyway, I'm not trying to get yeah. preachy here, but my thing is as a pastor is I want to help people see Jesus in a fresh light and well, the light that he truly yeah, is yeah, in, yeah. you know? So anyway, all that to say, um, that's why I'm here and that's what I do. And, uh, even this is a little bit about speaking, but yeah. What, so is your dad good on stage? He is. Yeah. He's really, um, like he never used notes and he's kind of charismatic. Maybe people think that's, they might take that the wrong way, but he has a lot of energy. Yeah. He, it sounds like you're having, it feels like you're having a conversation with him. He's really comfortable. Yeah. And so I think, again, even for me, as I've been like training, like I work really, really hard to seem natural, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and it does, it gets easier and easier. I mean, each time, but like to not wanting to use notes and making sure it feels like a conversation, I think definitely comes from being inspired by watching him do what he does. Yeah, definitely. It seems without probably knowing it as a young age you, you I mean you see your dad every week up on stage I think that's kind of cool but it's normal because that's what he does yeah yeah right. and I thought about that as a kid every now and then and and it's weird because like I think about I try to think about like specific sermons he did and I'm like I really can't like yeah. it, and again it sounds so like maybe cliche but I think the the loudest sermons my dad ever preached were silent you know like um he he truly lived it and I think so many people grow up in the church or maybe pastor's kids and they're like, well, their, their parents were one thing at the church and something 
totally different at home. And I'm like, nah, man, my dad was, he was the real deal. He, he walked the walk and talked the talk. And so, uh, my parents are amazing. And so I think that is, uh, one thing that's even inspired me. Like they're real people. They're funny. They enjoy life and they love Jesus and we have a good time. And I think that, um, that truly has helped make me who I am. Yeah, definitely. Go back. How did you end up, like, how did you hear about SNU? How did you end up thinking, I want to go to SNU? Because coming from Florida, I mean, you know, like, for me, it was like, hey, they're going to give you money. It's a scholarship. I'm I'm going. Let's go. But coming from Florida, I mean, you have all these other opportunities. Why why did you end up at SNU? So, yeah, and you're absolutely right. So one of the things, I was a terrible student in college. I was a terrible student in high school as well. So... Oklahoma truly I had never thought about Oklahoma like even I didn't honestly I'm like is it a state is it a big city like I don't even know where it's at you know um the Nazarene denomination uh some people have heard of it some have not it's it actually broke off about 100 years ago from the Methodist denomination that's probably a familiar Uh you know for some of your listeners or it's you know if you ever heard of the Baptists like it's we're different, but similar. Like, yeah. it's not like we're totally, totally different, you know? And um, I, we're a Nazarene denomination, and in our denomination, we have nine colleges in the country. And so you have what's called regions. So we have one that's called Trebekah Nazarene, and that's, um, I think, in Tennessee, in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And so that would have been my region. But they don't have a football team, and so I think there's only uh, Mid America, SNU, and all of that have football teams. Um, I knew two people that were here, and uh, so I was like, "Well, that's cool," you know. Um, my parents had some friends out here, so they came and visited once, saw the campus. I literally never saw the campus until I got here. Same. I mean, like, I'm, kind of, I mean, I just was like, "Well, let's do it, let's go." And yeah. so, um, never saw the campus. I didn't get recruited. I walked on and then got a scholarship, which is amazing. Like blows my mind it was a personality thing it had nothing to do you know like um and so that's kind of how I, I just was like yeah that's where I'm gonna go and I I that's where I'm just like it was a grace thing because yeah. I don't remember like I didn't have posters at SNU on my wall I don't um your parents didn't go here no and I truly was I mean college was just kind of like it was on my mind and I was like I'll probably just go to community school in the town or whatever like I don't know like I just didn't have like I'm going to work so hard and go to the University of Florida. Like, it just, I really wasn't sure, you know? Like, but it's weird because you always have this feeling like, man, I think I think God wants to do something with my life that's yeah. kind of big. But, like, I was so unclear what that was. That's why one of my things about being a college student is you're often in that conversation. Like, what am I supposed to do? What's my purpose? And I was like, who knows? Okay, like, I don't. Yeah. Like, and you don't have to worry about it. Like, I yeah. love this quote, and it says... Uh, Clarity often avoids the risk of trust. So this idea of like when it's foggy, like good, because then you can lean in and I believe you can trust God so much better. You know, Mm -hmm. when everything's clear and you're able to just go and make those decisions yourself and um, you're not sweating anything, like usually we kind of make the comfortable decisions. But when it's foggy and kind of unclear, uh, we might make that tougher. Like, oh man, I didn't know how hard this was going to be. But then it turns out to be so much better, you know, than we expected. And so uh, I think that's what happened with me. I just jumped and then it turned out pretty cool. Yeah. And then like I said, you you know, what you said before, you go through the five different majors, don't know what you're going to do. And then you come to, I think I'm going to be a pastor. You go through all that, 
and then you get a job in Arizona, right? Yeah, so I ended up having to go five years for school, and that was just because I switched my major so many times, and some of my grades, I mean, I had to take some classes over, college algebra, and I did terrible both times. Uh, but I, my wife and I got married, she started teaching, and I did my fifth year of school, but right but the summer before that, I interned in Arizona, and just... Like, I mean, there is a so much truth in like who, you know, and, uh, who, who you love and care about, you know? And so, uh, Blair Spindle hooked me up with a, uh, an internship in Arizona. It's actually his brother's, uh, brother-in-law's church. And I worked with the youth pastor, close with the youth pastor, and we sparked up a great friendship that summer and we had a lot of fun and, um, and learned a lot from him. And then they created a position for me to come. And, um, so after my fifth year graduated, lived at my in-laws for a week and then we drove out to Arizona. And so again, another moment where in my life I was like, let's do it. You know, yeah. like who knows what's going to happen. And, and this was, this was new because now I wasn't going by myself. Like I was taking somebody with me. And the thing about my wife is like, She's amazing. Her like her strengths. She's so consistent, and um, and I'm obviously not like you might have picked that up a little bit, but sometimes that like you know butts heads. And so for her, she grew up in the same town, same house, eighteen years, and then she came to SNU. You know, or she went to OSU for a semester, but then right. went to SNU, and so moving a lot. Like that's just not, like that wasn't her thing, you know. And so like we went, but man, I. I say two two times in my life that I've grown the most ever, and that's when I went to SNU and left home, and then when I went to Arizona. And I think there's so many things. You know, we got married, first career, job, everything. Uh, so while I was there, I was the um, associate youth pastor and associate young adult pastor. So I was like, uh, my emphasis was with youth and like middle school um, or middle school and the youth side, uh-huh. and so. Um, then young adults was the other part of the job. And so we were there for a year. We were there for a year and a week. And truly we didn't, you know, we, we didn't plan on leaving. We didn't know what was next or anything like that. But I got a call here and um, they called about, you know, me coming and being the associate uh, college pastor. And then it would only be part time. Like it was, it was not a great offer. Like yeah. when people... Um, it's like, hey, we'd love to have you back, but this is what we have right now. And that's literally what they said. Like, and Chris Holcomb, you know, one of my just best friends, and um, he's my boss, you know, calls and just, uh, and because Jake Garrett was kind of, his role was evolving a little bit here at the church, and um, but he, he needed help. And so Jake called me first, then Chris, and Chris didn't have a lot of answers either. But man, for some reason, he just was like, hey, you know, if you come here, like you get developed and there was a couple of things like I knew, like speaking, that was really big for me and being able to preach. And it felt like, I just felt like the right move. And I mean, mm-hmm. there's, I, w- I want to get into it a little bit, but like uh, that day that I got the call, I was just doing a devotion and um, it was just this idea of David in David versus, David versus Goliath. You know, mm-hmm. David, before he became king of Israel, was just a little shepherd boy. And his whole journey to get there was, I mean, 
it wasn't like, okay, David, like you go through shepherd school and then you go through king training and then you serve the king. You and climb then, the ladder. No, like it was just like these weird events that ended up getting him to the place of being king. And, and I was literally praying. I was like, God, I, just, I never know, you know, what my future looks like and I've trusted you this far, but whatever it is, like mm-hmm. just continue to lead us. So just a typical little, you know, morning devotion you do and. Um, and then we got that phone call and spent a couple of weeks praying about it, talking to people, you know, that, um, we felt like we needed to talk to. And then we were like, well, let's come back. And then, I don't know, in the two year span, Jake has evolved into another role here. And so I became the full-time college pastor and, um, there's just been things that are happening in the church in general that I think have really helped us kind of do some really cool things um, in our college ministry and hope continue to do that. Right. And And you've been in that position now for a full year. For a full year. So this will be my second year, like second year going into the first day of school. So tomorrow's the first day of school or whatever. I don't know when you hear this, but uh, for us. So, um, and then we'll have that night, we will have a service. And so we expect... You know, like 300 students, that's kind of the norm on the first night. And so yeah. it's really exciting and fun. And our band, Royal Company, they're amazing. They just played at NYC Conference, um, Nazarene Youth Conference, where there was like 10,000 people. It's crazy, though, isn't it? Dude, it was so cool. Seeing them up on stage in this arena was just like, we're just crying, you know, as you watch them and you're just you know how hard they work and and then to think like man they they play for us every wednesday night you know and so that's yeah. really cool and um people are excited about that but yeah being a college pastor is awesome while you're on the topic of the wednesday nights uh for everyone listening what you know so we're at bfc in the flc we're, it's every Wednesday, what, 9 till? Yeah, Wednesday nights, 9 p.m. So, like, yeah. we tell people that, they're like, what, 9 p.m.? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, like, if you're a college student, that's, like, 6 p.m., you know? Yeah. So, um, it is open, literally, if you go to OSU in Stillwater and you want to drive down here because you want to have a lot of fun with us, feel free. It's open to, we are right next to SNU, but it's open to all college-age people. Mm -hmm. So you don't even have to be in college, but if you're like, I'm 23, 24, come, you know, come. That's food. And uh, we have food every night. Every Wednesday night, and we do we do worship. I speak really short, like twenty minutes. Um, you know, people are getting tired and stuff, and we just hang out. And so we do different things. Like every now and then, we'll do like basketball tournaments. And um, I think this year I'm going to get like an Xbox or you see that screen out there. It's like mm-hmm. twenty one by like fifteen feet. Yeah, you know, huge. so I think we want to start playing like two K on it and stuff. And I think that'd be awesome. But the the thing that I love about our group, like it is about like, Hey, how can life be, um, enjoyed and celebrated? Like, I just believe that again, kind of like I was saying, like some people have this stale view of who Jesus is. Like Jesus celebrated life, man. Like he was always at the parties. He was with his friends. Like he was always cutting up, you know, like truly like, and, um, he just, he was somebody that wanted to not only just have fun, but he wanted to celebrate your life too. Like it wasn't just about him. And so that's what we do. We want to celebrate you. Mm-hmm. And so we would love if you came and hung out with yeah. us. No, it's like I kind of volunteered last year. It's it's amazing to see the level of production that goes on from Royal Company that do their thing. And, you know, just it's not just like you on a stage in a room with some cold pizza. Like, right. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. a legit event every single week. Yeah. So, and we have a bunch of like, what, there's 20 of us that volunteer and yeah. you know, do the thing. And it's, yeah, it's, it's a great time. Great and there's a ton out. of students that volunteer and stuff, you know, yeah. 
So. Um, getting on to like, you know, being a pastor, you know, you do work strange hours, I guess, you know, the Wednesdays and Sundays are the busiest day, but also you do have free time to kind of, I guess, do what you want or do other things. And, you know, through that, you've taken full advantage and kind of, I guess, taken kind of what Craig Rochelle has talked about with like all his other businesses and kind of just done what you want with it and always kind of figured out, I guess, since you've been back, what do I want to do on the side? And you came across Streaker's Window Cleaning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great name, by the way. Um, tell, tell me a little bit about that. How, how you know, because you've been, what, that's a year now, roughly? Yeah, so come like November will be about the year mark. Yeah. Um, yeah, so A, being a pastor is like, everyone's like, so what do you do all week, you know? Well, there's a lot, especially, you know, like you said, Wednesday night, there's a lot happening. Sunday yeah. mornings, there's a lot going on. Um, and so we're kind of always moving to that. And I, I get coffee with people all the time, you know? Um, it is, I, I think that if, uh, yes, I stand on a stage and I preach and a lot of times it's monologues, but it's got to be a dialogue most of the time, you right. know? Otherwise, it's just me, like... Again, I don't even tell people what to do. It's not even how, that's not my method, but, yeah. um, you know, what side talk with people and stuff. But yeah, there's, there's free time, there's flexibility. I'm one of those people that I'm like, you know, you have 24 hours in a day. Like, how are you going to squeeze all the juice out of that orange, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I love rest too. Like, I'm not like, you know, that guy that's like, you need to be up at two and after sleeping two hours, like, I think the, the whole balance, whatever. But, Streakers was birthed, Streakers Window Cleaning, um, with me and Brian Schmidt. He, he's actually a college student. He's doing his senior year right now. But uh, somehow we got on this topic of business. So, like, with that all being said and that, uh, that journey to being a pastor, like, part of the wrestling was, but I also feel these other things. Yeah. And so it kind of can. I talk to Emma, and I'm like, well, maybe I do this, or maybe I do that, or whatever. And she's like, why don't you just do it all till you can't? And I'm like, so I, I'm like, hmm, good thought. You know? <laughs> she's like, even, why did I say that? Never even thought of that. Yeah, now I'm like, <laughs> I'm doing it. Yeah. So um, that's my goal. <laughs> like, I'm going to do everything I possibly can until I can't. Yeah. I mean, and maybe that'll just be death one day. You know, like, truly. Like, I mean, even like we talked about, like, that big hike I just did, like, it was part of me was like, oh, I don't know. I did a, I did a 54 day or 54 mile, 54, yeah. 54 mile hike in the backwoods of Montana. And it was like five days, four nights. And uh, people have done way bigger hikes, but right. that was like my first one ever. And it felt humongous. And, um, it, even when I got asked to do it, I'm like, well, uh, I don't know. Like that's a little scary, but yeah, why not? Like, let me add yeah. it to my life resume. So, um, I want to do as many things as possible. So streakers comes out of this idea of saying, okay, I grew up as a pastor's kid. We didn't have a lot of money. I also feel like if you're in the ministry and you're getting paid a huge amount of money just from preaching or whatever, I think that's weird. Yeah. Like when some people are like, well, I just feel uncomfortable that so-and-so I'm like, yeah, I kind of, I'm kind of with you, you know? Yeah. Now, if you write books and you have like, you speak at other leadership events yeah. and, uh, you have property and you have these other things, I'm like, yeah, go for it. Like you have, you're just like everybody else. Cause at the same time, right. a pastor is, I mean, we're not like any different than you, you know, yeah. we're people. You know? And so, um, we just felt this calling. And so I'm like, well, I believe that. Maybe God is allowing me to do all these other things. I don't know if you've ever heard of Bishop T.D. Jakes, but he's kind of one of those people. He's, he's a pastor, 
Uh, it's his church is called the Potter's House in Dallas. Huge, you know, but he's also a businessman. He's got a suit company and he's produced movies and music. And so he does all of these things. And so he's really inspired me. And so I was like, okay, so I grew up not like having a whole lot financially. I had an amazing life. Um, so what I would like to do is to try to create, again, this comes from my dad a little bit. He was like, if you're going to be a pastor, maybe create a business or have side gigs, whatever. And so, um, for me, I was like, I would love to get to a place where I work for a church full time. I'm a pastor, but they barely pay me if at all. Yeah. And I can supplement my finances through other things that I create. Mm-hmm. And so, well, you're never going to get there if you don't start. So come November last year, I'm with my, uh, Bright, my buddy Brighton and um, we're just talking about kind of these different things we could do around people's homes. Like kind of this idea of keeping your valuables valuable, right? right. Maybe we, we uh, stain your fences, like restain it, or maybe we clean your blinds, or we clean your carpet, or uh, maybe we clean your windows. Yeah. And part of it, I think, a couple years ago, Jake Garrett, he has a buddy that used to be a missionary. He came back from um, where he was, and he started a window cleaning business. And I think that planted a seed, you know, in the back of my mind. And um, he's done really well with it. And he's kind of even a mentor of mine a little bit in the window cleaning business. Anyway, so Brian and I were like, well, maybe let's, yeah, maybe it's window cleaning. But it's November. And we're like, how are we going to get people? It's freezing cold. You know, yeah, starting to get cold. So we're like, how do we get people on board with this? Yeah. And he goes, Christmas lights. Let's do Christmas lights. So it's a Friday. We go to his house. We make a video. We shoot a video. I edit it. Saturday, we put it up. By the end of the weekend, we have 31 houses lined up. So in two and a half weeks, we did 31 houses putting on Christmas lights. Made like good money, you know, because we charge a certain amount of money per per hour. Um, And I'm doing my other job. Like, so just from that little experience, like... And I don't have any kids yet, and so that frees me up. And I know that some people, that's a challenge or whatever, but like... I there were plenty of times when I was like tired or just didn't want to do it, but I was like, oh, it's going to be worth it, you know? And so we pushed through, we paid ourselves and then we put some money aside to get equipment to start window cleaning. January rolled around. We got our first window cleaning gig before we had even bought our cleaning equipment. Yeah. Um, we got the equipment, we went, we practiced at my house, some friends' houses. Uh, and then we started cleaning this one business. The first time it took us like three and a half hours. I have now done that business by myself in 50 minutes. Like, so that's how much better we are at it. Uh, we didn't even like little things, you know, people are like, well, I don't even know how to get an LLC and I don't know if I should or whatever. And I'm like, well, you just got to start. Yeah. I still don't know how to make an LLC, but I got one. Like I found somebody who else who does yeah. and they did it for me yeah. and they have been really helpful this whole journey. Cause they're like, you know, I, couple miles down the road when it comes to owning their own business just and so figure it out. again I'm like I'm, what I love about it is just this idea of literally proving to myself and then in turn feel like I'm proving to other people like man you can do it like you yeah. can do what you want you know um, and so that whole spring it was going great it was awesome and the summer has been good. We were just talking right before we started. The last week has been incredible. So many opportunities. Um, again, I have so many stories about it, and I just feel like we're, we're all over the place. But, but I, it's going in the right direction. It's going in the right direction, and yeah. it's going well. And we have, um, 
we have like three employees who help clean and then windows. And then we have another employee who, uh, helps and an employee, I don't know, like partners. And maybe yeah, she'd friends. be a better yeah. word, you know, yeah. um, another friend who he kind of handles the books for us and manages. And, um, and then we, we've got, uh, another guy who helps run our social media and it's low level. Like, I'm not saying like, right. I've built this million dollar company, you know, like we're figuring it out. But truly. what, 10 months, nine, 10 months in. Like- yeah. Yeah, and we've kind of committed, like, we got to give five strong years to this. And I think at the end of the five years, like, it's going to yeah. be a very legitimate company. Like, I think you're going to see billboards for Streaker's Window Cleaning. Um, I really do. Like, yeah. I think that it's going to be... You're going to do a better job of those guys who got caught at the top of the dead Yeah, tower. I don't, like, I, everybody was sending us videos oh, of yeah. that, you know. And um, one of the other things we're trying to do, too, is make it to where it's not just, like, part of the desire is I want to connect it to my ministry. So, like... I want it to be like, hey, you know, Timmy was my college pastor, but I also worked for him. Yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. I also worked for him. He had this window cleaning business. And then by the time I graduated, I told him about this business idea I had and he invested $5,000, right. you know, whatever. Like yeah. I want it to be this ongoing story of like, I'm developed, I'm able to develop some of my college students because mm-hmm. they work for me and their leadership is going through the roof because like they just say yes and they're doing it and they're hard workers. And, yeah. um, so that's kind of how I see it. And so like, shoot, man, I just, I hope that we're all over OKC and then I hope we start one in Tulsa and then in Dallas. I want to see streakers in every city yeah. in America. You and know the good mean? thing is like, you're proving that it can be done by doing it yourself, right? Yeah. Like a lot of people give advice oh you should just go do this and they haven't done it right or they have done it but it was 30 years ago and it's a completely different business now whereas now you just like look i've done this you can go do this with cleaning carpets staining fences whatever it just is just pick one just pick one right and like now and i it's, care it's about service windows, yeah you know? it's a valuable service it's gonna be fine absolutely and and that's the thing it's like i care about building a business so in turn i care about windows so when i'm at someone's home like we treat it like it's my home. Like we want to keep their valuables valuable. And yeah. so that is, that's our big thing. And, um, there's so much I could go into it. So many books I've been reading. I mean, we're going to do, yeah. we need to do like a 12 part <laughs> podcast. Weekly like pastor series. series. Yeah. Pastor um, series. And like I said, you know, I've been lucky enough to help you buy your first, uh, investment property, which, you know, has been has been a total pleasure on my part. We had a great time doing it. And, you know, we just spoke before we started this about how it's going. And, you know, you, you wanted to get a duplex and, and we found one. Yeah, first of all, you were amazing. Huge help. I plan on continuing to use you for Appreciate the it. future, you know. And so um, I felt like you were doing the research that needed to be done. You were very timely, um, especially when, I mean, like, there was a lot of times where I was like, Hey Mike, um, I'm going to ask you this just cause I don't know, you know, and you're really patient. And, yeah. um, so I appreciate that a lot. And, uh, even I went out of town and you helped my wife with some things, uh, even since we've owned it. And so that was huge. And I really appreciate that. Yeah. So again, the property thing comes from this idea that my dad kind of instilled in me, Hey, figure out ways, you know, to create income mm-hmm. other ways. And so property it's all about, you know, uh, passive income again, like not a millionaire. Um, but the idea that, well, we chose to stay in our apartment. So we're still in our apartment. Mm -hmm. You know, we bought our, the loan company that we got our loan from, um, he, 
they said like, man, this is the first loan we've ever given to someone uh, that it's their first property and they're still not living in they're it. They're still like, in the apartment. Yeah. And so one side of me is like, we're crazy. <laughs> the other side of me is like, and we're going to, and yeah. we're doing the right thing. You know, like our craziness is, is what's going to help us win whatever, you know? Yeah. So um, ultimately it's this idea. One, one, some, so many people have so many different perspectives on you know, whether you should buy like how your house or you shouldn't, you know? And, um, so one thing that I like is someone's like, you know, when you buy a house, like it's just another savings account. And, and so that's kind of how I'm choosing to see it again. I think there's so many different ways that you can look at it, but the duplex deal comes from all these different real estate people that I've been listening to reading about. And that's the other piece. I've been studying this for two years. Yeah. I, there gets a point where you just have to act. And so that's what I felt like I did, you know, I'm just like, all right, let's do it. And I taught Emma kind of, didn't teach, but talked through it yeah. with her. Right. Because like you said before, she's used to living in the same house, being stable, steady. Like yeah. she loves that, you know, just like, I guess stability would be the word, right? And it's really good. We talk about like, I wake up going hundred miles an hour, but I can have times where I'm like 10 miles an hour. Right. So imagine this graph. Emma is always 45 miles an hour. And so you need that. Like you need that to slow you down when you're going too fast and to pull you up when you're going too slow. And, um, and so that's one of the things I love about her and sometimes can drive me crazy, you know, cause I'm like, let me go. I want to go fast or whatever. Yeah. But, um, she's amazing at keeping me accountable, but also she fans the flame of my dreams clearly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, it, it's just crazy. It doesn't look, again, you have to step back and be like, what all happened? I was just talking to her yesterday. I was like, think about last year at this time. Yeah. What didn't exist in our life. One of the things I was just listening to on, oh man, whose podcast was it? Maybe it was Pastor Craig Rochelle interviewing somebody. And he said, you know, each year, one of the ways you can tell that you're growing is, are your problems harder? Are they more complex? Because mm -hmm. if so, you're growing. Right. And I was like, yep, that's that's me. Like, my problems seem to be far more complex and difficult. And so it's just not like, truly, even today, I got a little stressed out about some things because I guess that tomorrow we're starting. And I was like, you know what? I'm glad. I'm yeah. glad I have eight missed calls on my phone all about different things, truly, you know? And yeah. so um, I those are good problems to have. And so... The duplex was this idea of when you buy a single unit, especially if you're going to rent it as an investment property, well, that's great. And you might get some cash flow of two, $300 or whatever. Like that's great. You know, that's good. But if someone's not living in it, then you're the one responsible for the mortgage. So yeah. in a turnover between renters, if you have a month, two or three, like that could really hurt you, you know, especially since it's not this massive cash flow because right. it's long term, right? It's buy and hold and long one day is going to kick in. Yeah. And so the duplex for me was from other, you know, investors kind of saying, hey, maybe look for multifamily homes. And so I didn't want to start anything bigger. Remember, we went, we yeah. saw some four units and I thought, boy, that might be a lot to handle. And um, they just, they also were pricier. And um, so we found this duplex and the, the beautiful part about that is, well, the turnover, if one unit goes mm -hmm. and is empty, the people on the other side are still paying the mortgage. And yeah. so... Um, that is what really pulled us to it. And so enjoying that and we remodeled it and I had never done that. But again, kind of something like, I just think I inherited from my dad. Like he's just got the bones in him that he's a great carpenter. He knows how to, 
to remodel and um, kind of step by step, I was able to do it. And a lot of phone calls to, yeah. to people and YouTube videos, but we made it happen. And it's beautiful. And then we're something we can be really proud of. And, and then it's like, I also want to be a great like landlord. Like right. I want to have strong relationships yeah, with those who write for me. Like I want to help them when I can. Like I, I don't want it to just be like, "Where's my rent checks?" You know. Like I want this to be a dialogue. Yeah. And I think that's what life needs to be. Yeah. So, what's next? You know, we're, like I said, school starts tomorrow. This will go out probably in a couple of weeks. So it's been some time since school has started. But you know, from your perspective, school starts soon. Uh, What's plans for, for, you know, changing up, I guess, compared to last year, growing from last year's college scene? Because it, it really is, like, a really cool place to just mm-hmm. to come. And like I said, I don't even think you have to be a Christian to come here. Cause like Absolutely not. the absolute scene is awesome, isn't it? It's just connecting with people at similar age in college to get away from studying and doing homework for a night. Yeah, um, yeah. What's kind of, like, your vision for, the, for this year? Yeah, so... The vision is kind of the same, um, connecting with as many people as possible. Uh, like, you know, in church, a lot of times it's always weird because when the people talk about like, it's like taboo to talk about numbers, you know, mm-hmm. like, well, you know, they have a big church or they have a small church or whatever. I'm like, what? Like, okay, it's different communities. It works, you know, but for me, I'm like, I, I want a lot of people. Like, I want to meet as many people as I can because, like, that makes life more exciting. I just, even my trip to Montana, like, we met and made a lot of new friends. And it's now opened up new opportunities in my life. And I'm like, that's sweet. Like, I want to meet as many people as possible. So I want as many college-age students to come to our thing as possible. I want them to come on Sunday mornings as much as possible. Like, Because you don't know who you're going to meet here. And you also just don't know, like, how we can help you or how you can help us. Like, again, you don't have to be a Christian. I do believe that Jesus makes your life better and he makes you better at life. I really believe that. But you don't have to, to come. You can come hang out and just have fun and eat our food, you know? But we want to get to know you. And you don't have to know everybody, just somebody, and that'll make the difference. And so this year... I would, I don't want to say like it's changing per se, more of just evolving into like, let's party. Yeah. Let's party. Let's celebrate life. That's what Jesus did. When I'm looking through scripture and I'm reading, uh, Matthew's account of what Jesus did, John's account, Luke and Mark, those are the gospels, right? And those are the first four books of the new Testament. They just talk about how Jesus literally just went from place to place and usually is at the dinner table or, or it's after dinner mm-hmm. and then they're like sitting and reclining and Jesus is talking or he's at a party, it's at a wedding or it's a festival. Like that's just what he did. And so that's kind of what, as far as the ministry goes, is going to be new there. But I'm just going to, I'm continuing to get to know as many college students as possible uh, to be involved in their lives in a, in a healthy way, yeah. you know, and um and who knows maybe hire some yeah definitely it's uh you know it's good to see and like just kind of watching from afar just you grow and see like you know we weren't super close in college we you know you played football we're super busy i played golf um but the snu is small enough that we knew enough about each other mm-hmm. right and then you know you see each other grow and you know you go away for a year come back and like you know you step into this role and two years in you know now you run your one year in, then you run the show 
and now you know i'm really excited to see what this kind of season has for you between now and christmas and then obviously the the next semester after that so it's exciting times yeah well thanks man me too i I agree so how can everybody listening reach out how can they follow you and and kind of well wednesday nights at nine obviously here but how can they get involved in other ways yeah so um one is just i have I have a, a website, timmyriggs.com. I'm trying to kind of get that going. You know, it's again, so much stuff. It's just, well, you got to start, yeah. you know? And so, um, it's so easy to look at someone like the rock and you're like, man, he has 48 people that help run his day, you know? And I'm like, I wish I didn't have to do dishes. I wish I didn't have to do laundry, make my bed. I wish I didn't have to shower, you yeah. know, but I have to do all that stuff and still all these other things I want to do. And, um, so my website is in, it's, it's there and, um, you can take a look at it. I have uh, Timmy at Timmy underscore Riggs is my Instagram, um, I was kind of doing a few weeks off mm-hmm. social media and stuff. I know, like, you know, it's like, hey guys, I'm gonna take some time off social media. Exactly. It wasn't like the only reason I even had to make a post was because a lot of church people connect with me through it. So yeah. I need to let them know, like, you can contact me via my email or whatever. Yeah. Which my email is trigs at bethanynaz.org. Um, but like, it was awesome, by the way. Yeah. Like it was, and I kind of plan on doing it again, just and within when I need to, you know. Um, just kind of, I love social media, dude. I love seeing what everyone's have going on in their lives. Mm-hmm. I love some of the things I follow. I follow preachers. I follow preachers and sneakers. I follow mansions, private jet, you know, whatever. Like yeah. I just like, why not? I think it's cool. Um, and sports stuff. And so anyway, I just wanted a break and it was awesome. Yeah. Like, it just kind of really refreshed me. Uh, but that is that. And I don't know. I think that's about cool the biggest ways to yeah stay well and then obviously if they want a job you can reach out and get a job clean yeah windows. you can help us clean windows um again we're we're building we're yeah. in the building process um so maybe hopefully one day we're having to hire people every day yeah not there yet but no. maybe one, one day. day definitely yeah. well mate i really appreciate the time uh, it's good to catch up uh and good to record for once right yeah catch up cool. and have one of our conversations be uh, documented, I guess, as it would be the word. But no, mate, I really, um, really excited to see this year and, and see the kids that, that come through and how they grow, how you help them grow. And then obviously, you know, listen to you on stage is going to be, uh, it's going to be pretty impactful. So thanks, Mike. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, definitely. Guys listening, uh, I'll post a few of Timmy's links below and definitely check those out, uh, websites and his window cleaning business for sure. And if you have any rental houses that you want to sell, let me know because Timmy's probably going to buy one. Thanks for listening. Catch you next week. Cheers. Thank you for listening. We are inspired by those around us and hope that you are too. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review so we can keep telling your stories. For more great Oklahoma content, follow This Is Oklahoma on Facebook and Instagram. This podcast was produced by Mike Hearn and Ian Weston, mixed by Alan Brown, with music by Chad Duro.